Hey, everybody. Good morning. This is Heidi St. John. Happy Monday to you. I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. I am uh, excited to be home. I'll be home for about a week now. I just got back from New York last night. My husband and I had a nonstop flight from New York City to Portland, Oregon. Moment of silence for not having any layovers. Yes, I'm excited to be with you guys today. I'm going to talk about fear again today and remind you that God is in control. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. So this morning, I was talking to Jay about a couple of movies that we have watched recently that we've actually legitimately enjoyed. And we watched uh, one of them. Well, one of them I watched on an airplane. And I thought that was really good. And I think I'll probably watch it with my kids. I haven't yet. Uh, and it's rated PG-13. It's called The Lion. So the one I watched on an airplane a couple of weeks ago uh, is called, actually, it's just called Lion. It's rated PG-13, and I'm going to read you uh, a little bit of the synopsis of what it's about. It says, five-year-old Saru gets lost on a train which takes him thousands of miles across India away from home and family. Saru must learn to survive alone in Calcutta before ultimately being adopted by an Australian uh, couple. 25 years later, armed with only a handful of memories, his unwavering determination and a revolutionary technology known as Google Earth, he sets out to find his lost family and finally return to his first home. So this movie came out in November of last year. And Jay and I, like I said, we watched it on the airplane. And if you, it's a true story, you're going to be crying at the end, I promise you. It's really cool because they actually show his real family at the end of the movie, which I really, really love. So I love true stories. And I'm looking over at my husband. I didn't, I don't remember seeing anything that was horrifying in the film. Yeah, uh, check it out on Rotten Tomatoes, you guys. If you've got kids, if you've got, if you're if you're an adult, this is no problem. If you've got kids, check it out because it is rated PG thirteen. But a terrific movie. It's called Lion. I'll link back to it today in the show notes. And the other one that we watched with our family on Mother's Day is called Hidden Figures. We actually watched this with our family uh, for Mother's Day, and it is fantastic. Fantastic. Watch it with your kids, especially if they're old enough to appreciate any kind of history at all. Uh, but it's about three brilliant African-American women who work at NASA during the 60s. And they serve as the brains behind one of the greatest operations in history, the launch of astronaut John Glenn into orbit, which was a stunning achievement that restored the nation's confidence and turned around the space race and galvanized the world. And what's amazing to this, well, A, it's a great insight into the ridiculousness of racism. And also to see uh, what the head of NASA did to sort of combat racism within uh, NASA. And also just to see what uh, these women are able to do when they have the love and support of their families behind them. And they're they're brilliant women. I mean, one of them, I mean, I'm not a mathematician, really. <laughs> uh, but these women are incredible. It's, it's an uplifting movie. You'll see real uh, life pictures at the end of it. True story. So if you're looking for uh, two things that you can watch with your family, Lion is one that I think you'll appreciate and Hidden Figures which I know for sure you can watch uh, with your kids. That one's rated PG. So uh, check it out. I will link back to those in the show notes today. So that's my little fun tidbit for you for Monday. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go back to talking about what we were talking about last Friday. By the way, thank you everybody who I got to meet in Sparta, New Jersey this weekend. What an incredible time of just getting into the word and crying with you and praying, uh, crying out to the Lord really and saying, Father, show us what is our role. 
in the country right now? What is it that you want us to do, given the fact that there is so much fear in the country, that there's so much, we're facing so much adversity, so many lies. We talked about this a lot too. Oh my goodness, the very fact that we don't know, we, we're just afraid now to say, oh, a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. You guys, come on. Uh, God said, I made them male and female in my image. There are not other genders that are given to us in the Bible. There's two, male and female. And it's amazing to me what's happening in our culture right now, just with the with the fear that has kind of settled over us like a cold, wet blanket. You, can, you uh, put that together with the lies that we're being faced with in the culture right now, and you have a perfect storm. A generation of biblically literate Christians and people who are basically like me, like I said on Friday, uh, too busy to pray. We're too busy, either that or we're too lazy, or we think it doesn't matter. And there is power, men and women, in your prayers. I was listening to President Trump uh, addressing uh, the Coast Guard the other day before we left for the weekend. I was listening to President Trump address the Coast Guard. And in his address, he I also watched, if you haven't seen his speech that he gave for Liberty University for their commencement, wow. Um, I haven't heard God's name mentioned like this in a really long time. Some people will say, well, he's not a believer. Well, guess what? We don't get to determine the condition of his heart. We can we can certainly judge the fruit of what, the things that he says, right? And we can see how he was in the past. But if what's happening in his heart right now is any indication, uh, this man needs our prayers. And I thought it was interesting that he said, um, adversity makes you stronger. Don't give in and don't back down and never stop doing what you know is right, Trump said. Nothing worth doing ever, ever, ever comes easy. The more righteous your fight, the more opposition you'll face. And that's certainly true. Uh, we, we've seen that happen here in my state uh, where uh, Christians are attacked pretty much on every on every front. If you hold to a biblical definition of marriage, you are somehow a bigot and someone who's full of hate. If you hold to uh, God's definition of life, that God says that he knew you when you were in your mother's womb, that he named you, that he has a reason for creating you, that he has a purpose for your life, that he loves you before you ever take a single breath outside of your mother. And uh, God has so much to say. His word is so full of encouragement and love and direction, and we need that as people today. And somehow, uh, if you hold to a biblical a biblical authority, and you say, well, this is what the Bible says, these are my deeply held convictions, then your head, in many cases, I know people who've lost their jobs over it. I know uh, correspondents, news reporters who have lost their jobs because they claim the name of Jesus. And we're seeing that happen more and more in the culture today. And so we see fear that has just crept in. And I want to just continue to just come out and say, listen, God didn't give you a spirit of fear. Somebody asked me this last weekend, you know, or actually it wasn't a question. She just said, you are so brave. You have, you speak out you know, on these issues. And I just kind of put my hands on her shoulder and I was like, that's actually not me being brave. I'm really not brave. You can ask my husband. I shake in my boots a lot. There are lots and lots of times when I have been asked to come on the radio or I have spoken in front of thousands of people and God's asked me to speak directly to what's happening in the culture. And I've just been like, no, Lord, I don't want to do that because I know I'm going to face opposition. I know people are going to be um, angry. It seems like there's no We've lost civility in many in many places in the country. Someone can say something that you disagree with, and instead of going, okay, I disagree, but let's talk about that, there's yelling and you're labeled. And I just want to encourage you, like I encouraged the women in Sparta, New Jersey this last week, and listen, when the God of the universe labels you, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you wear, the Bible says, a new name. 
a new name. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If anyone is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. God has made everything new. So the moment you become a Christian and you say, you know what, I'm going to turn my life around. I'm going to walk in a way that's pleasing to God. I'm not going to try to please everybody here. I'm going to walk in, in a manner that's pleasing to the one who made me. The moment that you do that, the creator of the universe, he labels you. And you wear the label redeemed. He says that you were bought with a price, that you have been chosen, set apart, that you are a holy people. The word holy just means set apart. And so the next time somebody comes after you because you claim the name of Jesus or because you say, hey, this is what God says is right, and you feel that fear creeping in and you feel that label kind of wanting to stick to you, can I just encourage you, be like sort of Teflon. You got to think about, um, this is what I've been trying to do lately, right? It's just, okay, so my my spirit before the Lord, I've been asking me, Father, give me Teflon. You know, cover my spirit in Teflon so that when people throw these things at me, they slide off like an egg, right? Because the only label that I am going to accept is the one that God gave me. And he said that he called me by name, that I'm loved, I'm redeemed, I'm chosen. Those are the names. So the next time someone tries to call you a homophobe or a bigot or whatever, um, remember who you are, because God said that he loves you with an everlasting love. And I think as Christians, we need to remember who we are in Christ. And so last Friday, I was talking about Esther and the incredible example that Esther set by her unwillingness to uh, to basically do what she what the rest of us maybe would have done, right? Was just to be afraid because she didn't have to go before the king and and reveal the fact that she was a Jew and risk her life. And notice what she did. Esther did not freak out. I just want to I just want to point that out for maybe. Some of you are listening going, okay, I needed to hear that. I need to hear it, <laughs> right? Because in my flesh, I want to just freak out. In my flesh, sometimes I want to lash out. I'll be honest. Sometimes I want to I want to be as mean to the person who was, you know, mean to me at the grocery store or who said that thing to me online. Sometimes I just want to come and sometimes I do it. Right? I I respond in my flesh and I am always sorry when I do that. I always regret it. I've told my children many times of the things in my life that I regret, they're all things I've said. Things that I said that I wish I could take back. And once you say something on the internet, you guys, it's there forever, right? People screenshot it, ask me how I know, right? And so we want to be careful and look, listen to what Esther did when she was faced with the most terrifying circumstance. Here she's living in the middle of what is now modern day Iraq. Turns out that part of the world's been crazy for a really long time. And she's living there in the middle of, uh, in the capital of Susa in Persia. And she knows as soon as she tells the king that she's a Jew, that her life is forfeit. It could potentially be forfeit because Haman has issued a decree uh, for all the Jews to be killed. Turns out people have been trying to kill the Jews for a really long time. It's interesting, isn't it? And when Esther realizes that she was born for such a time as this, that she'd been put in that position by God's hand, she didn't freak out. Well, if she did, you didn't notice it. But what she did was she fasted and she prayed. The Bible says that she went before the Lord. She took her maidservants. So for those of you who have maidservants, just take them with you. She took, or maybe your friends. Okay, so maybe you're like me, you don't have maidservants. Or maybe they're your children. So take your children and begin to pray. The Bible says that she fasted and she prayed before she went before the king. And we need to be fasting and praying right now as a nation. We are in trouble big. We really are in terms of our country, in terms of how we're talking to each other, in terms of what the media is trying to do. We're going to have, I think, on the verge, it seems to me, on the verge of, of a civil war. 
in our country right now. And it's uh, sickening to me and discouraging. And I feel like God is saying, come back to me. Heidi, you were praying so much. You prayed August, September, October, November. I prayed and prayed and prayed. And we saw God do, I know you guys did. You're listening to me right now. We saw God do amazing things. Well, what have we done since then? I think we've sort of backed off. This is what we do when we're not in crisis mode, right? We stop praying and we stop reading our Bibles. I'm going to encourage you, uh, go on the offensive. Start coming before the Lord. You serve the Lord of heaven's armies, a high priest. Jesus is your high priest who the Bible says he makes intercession for you before God himself. And so you have an opportunity right now to be exactly who God says you are. Instead of being afraid, stand up in a, in a culture that says, stand down. Parents are being told to stand down, right? I just read about this in a new book that's coming out. We're being told to stand down in almost every area of the culture right now as parents. And I want to encourage you to do exactly what God says to do, and that is stand up. Stand up and be counted. The Bible says in Isaiah, it says, a say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. And so I guess that's what I want to say. I want to say what Isaiah said to those of you with fearful hearts. Be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. He will. I love this in Isaiah 41, verse 3. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear. I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Wow. I don't know about you, but that just makes my heart sing to know that in the midst of all the crazy things that are happening around us, we serve a God who has ransomed us and called us by name. And he says, do not fear because I am never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. I will always answer you. I love this Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord. He answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Oh, wow. And finally, right, we get to Romans. Romans 8. I think we might scripture right through Romans next month. Romans 8, uh, verses 38 and 39. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow. That is powerful. Nothing can separate us. No political power. Can I just put this into 2017 speak? No political power. No pressure from the culture. No threat. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And the Bible says that as Christians, we are called to be both salt and light. And I've said this dozens of times on the podcast, and I'm going to say it again. The next time you feel that spirit, and it is a spirit of fear, the Bible says, do not fear. I did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And once we know beyond a shadow of a doubt who we are, I'm telling you guys, it is a game changer. It's a game changer because God is a trajectory changer. He's a chain breaker. He's a life giver. He's a truth teller. And he is the one that we look to. He is the example that we seek to be like. And so for all of you who are listening today and you've just, you're just going, Heidi, I don't know. I, I can't be bold. I can't say what I know is true. I'm afraid. Listen, I said this to the women in Sparta, New Jersey, and I'm going to say it to you. We've got, there are people on the shores of the Mediterranean Sea, you guys, who've been given their lives for the name of Jesus. You know what we're like in the Western world? We're afraid of being unfriended for the name of Jesus, right? 
And God is saying, don't, why are we afraid? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold. Of whom shall I be afraid? That's the psalmist David in Psalm 27 saying, listen, if we believe that the Lord is our light and our salvation, whom shall we be afraid? Like I said on Friday, we already know who's going to win this thing. God says in the end, he's going to win it. And we belong to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I am a daughter of the God Most High. Wow. I'm so glad. You don't have to be a daughter of the President of the United States. Aren't you glad? (laughs) Because you're a daughter of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So I'm going to end today with uh, one more verse for you. Psalm 115, verse 11. You who fear him, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. I want you just to think about that today. And because God says that he is your help. So he will call, he will answer you when you call out to him and he is your shield. Think of the, as the, your relationship with the Lord. Think of God Almighty as a shield around your family, around your church, around your children. This is so important, guys. Moms and dads, remember your children, according to the word of God, were born for such a time as this. And it's your responsibility, and I believe this with all my heart, you are shepherding a very precious generation of children. Your kids need to see that you trust in God and that you are not afraid and that you are not shaken. And we do that by faith in Jesus, just by walking it out. Psalm 103, verse 17, from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children. That is a promise, you guys, you can take it to the bank. I want to thank you for listening to me this Monday. I know that you guys have other things that you could be doing. I, for everybody who uh, who I've been meeting out on the road, you guys, I get, it is a hoot and holler and good time for me to meet you on the road. I love it when you come up to me and say, I've been listening to you in the shower. I listen to you when I'm on my run or when I'm folding my laundry. So I just want to say, I appreciate you listening. We appreciate your prayers. If you are, are um, blessed by this podcast and you want to give to it, my husband and I run a nonprofit organization called Firmly Planted Family and we would covet your support, your absolutely your prayers, but also your financial support. Uh, you can you can mail support to us. You can actually go to the website and click on the link at firmlyplantedfamily.org. And you can mail support to us at PO Box 460, Battleground, Washington, 98604. Please leave a review for us over at iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what the Lord's doing in your life. And if there's something that you would like us to address on the podcast, shoot us an email, podcast at thebusymom.com. It's Monday, you guys. Let's set the tone right by being in the Word and trusting His Word is true. I'll see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.